Hello and welcome to the Research Connections podcast, the show that brings current expertise and cutting-edge research and connects it with users in the community. Our topic today is talking about to friend or not to friend teachers and students on social media. And I'm your host, Michelle Lamb, and together with my other host, Jackie Kirk. Do you want to introduce Hi, Michelle. yourself? Hi, Jackie. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and we're here today with two guests. Do you each want to introduce yourselves? Sure. I'm Mike Nauta. I'm in the Department of Curriculum and Pedagogy, and I do research in educational technology and teach in that area as well. And Andy? I'm Andrew Mead. I'm the principal at Mitchell Middle School in Mitchell, Manitoba, just outside Steinbeck. Do you prefer Andrew or Andy? Uh, if I'm in trouble, it's probably Andrew, but Andrew's just fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we'll get started. The first question I have here is, how common is it for teachers and friends to follow each other or be friends, no, teachers and students to follow each other or be friends on social media? Is that a common thing? Uh, I wouldn't think so. It really depends how the social media is being used. If it's a classroom account, I think, um, especially more on the high school side, I think it would be really good for kids to follow the account if it's everything... It's professional and it's all classroom-based material. If it's a personal account or a private account, no way. Never. Okay. That's, that would be my encouragement. So I think most teachers are encouraged not to do that if it's a personal account. Okay. Yeah. I'd agree completely with that. Um, and I found in the in my dissertation work that, because I did looked at social media use in teachers, is that they did not do that either. Part of it depends on the platform. Because if it's, let's say, as Andy says there, a classroom Twitter account, then the kids could follow it, but you don't have to follow them back. Likewise, with Facebook, um, you could create a page where parents and students could follow it, but you don't have to be friends. Um, one of the people that I worked with used Facebook a lot, and she kind of had a rule that she never friended students unless they graduated, moved on because a lot of them were friends of her daughter and friends of the family. And at that point, she would allow them to be friends. But before that, kept them at a distance. Yeah, so, I mean, I've got a thousand different social media. I've got my Twitter account, which I generally use for professional stuff with the odd fun thing thrown in, just to make sure people know I'm a real person. Um, I have my Facebook account, which is just my personal life. So I don't let any, if I have not met the person, I don't know the person, whether they're 10 or 800 years old. I don't let them in my personal life like that. Um, and I'm pretty quick to get to block if I need to block if someone does get in. Um, so that's Facebook. I have a couple of Instagram accounts. I've got a personal Instagram account, which is like my Facebook account. It's a private account. If I don't know them, haven't met them, I don't let them follow generally. Um, and I also have a public account because when I moved to Mitchell, I was sort of the outsider. No one really knew who I was. So I created this sort of uh, more of an open profile. So if families wanted to know a little bit more about me, they could follow my personal my personal public account um, just to get to know me. So just create some safety for so for those families to say that I'm a real person, I have a family, I'm not this crazy person from outside the area that <laughs> I'm actually in this for the hopefully the right reasons and that kind of stuff. So and also the with a more um, a not private account, a public account. If you use hashtags, they actually work in public accounts. You can follow a hashtag and. There's fun things you can do with that. So that's how I use my social medias. So you set up a social media account just for your new position that was sort of a curated list of yeah. pictures and things like that? Yeah, my public Instagram account I set up 
pretty much the same time I came to Mitchell as, as the principal here uh, for a couple of reasons, but one of them was definitely just so if people in this community wanted to get to know me a little more on a more of a personal level, mm-hmm. they could follow me that way. And I don't generally follow people back on that account very much. I follow the other person, but generally if they want to follow me, knock your socks off. But if I don't, I don't typically follow them back on that account. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a bit of a different opinion, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm pretty careful with my social media. And I feel like there isn't anything in my social media that I'm not happy to share with people. Um, So what if my students see a picture of my dogs or see a picture of my mom and I? Um, I, For my social media, I really use the, I don't friend students. But if students request to be friends with me, I have just an unwritten law that I have to accept them. That I I don't like the damage to the relationship when I say, no, I don't want to be your friend. Because honestly, on my Facebook account, it's personal. But most of the things that I post are really like, I want to make sure that I'm not putting stuff out there that is damaging to my reputation or that would make parents or people feel uncomfortable. Do you think there's a difference because you're teaching adults compared to under 18? Yeah, I wondered about that. I think um, I probably would have approached my high school students the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, The last time I was teaching in a high school, I wasn't on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, but we were into things like <laughs> MSN Messenger <laughs> and stuff like that. And I didn't say, no, you know, I'm not going to chat with you. And so I, I think that that would sort of just be the way that I would handle it. But I'm always really careful about what I post. I think a lot about, you know, if I get something that comes through that I really like, that I think is something that doesn't fit with who I want to be professionally, I might send it to Mike, but then I copy the photo and I send it in text to Mike. You know, I don't just post it for everybody to see. I think a lot of it, has to do with context and the purpose of your media. And I think there is a, I, I think there's a difference between K to 12 and higher ed as well mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. way. But even in higher ed, I know in some of the undergrad programs, there's at conferences, I've heard people who say they always have two separate accounts mm-hmm. um, for that purpose. But I think thinking about the context and purpose, and I'm kind of like Andy with Facebook. My Facebook is just family. And, you know, because I, they're, spread across the country and so on. And I wouldn't friend students on there. On the other hand, my Instagram and Twitter are wide open. And I, if a, if a student follows me on Twitter, I follow them back because partly because it is a higher ed atmosphere, but also it's more for sharing professional type things, content. And I use Twitter in my classes too. Mm-hmm. So I, I think context is a, is a big piece of, you know, how you're using it. I really think it's a spectrum though. And I think down Mm -hmm. on, you know, on the far other end of the spectrum are the people who say, no, I'm not using Facebook. I'm not going to be on there. You know, it's (laughs) dangerous. And then it goes right down to people who feel like social media and life are really one and the same and that they would represent themselves in person the same as they would represent themselves online. Yeah, and I think, I think part of this is 
parent versus me. I'm dealing, I'm working with 13 year olds, 12 year olds, 11 year olds. A lot of my 12 year olds shouldn't be on social media. I mean, they're most of the social media is it's 13 and older. So right. I don't want 11 year old following me on Instagram because they're not allowed to be on Instagram technically. Um, and if they do follow or a 13 year old does choose to follow me on Twitter, which I don't really know a lot of 13 year olds that are on Twitter right now. I think most of it's Instagram, Snapchat, those, those more, more of those accounts. But for me, it's a bit of a modeling thing as well that you can use Instagram to show off some good stuff that you're doing to have a place of happiness, not necessarily just all drama, which tends to happen <laughs> at the younger ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Andrew, I wonder if like one of the things I think about with friending especially on things like Facebook is especially in the K to 12 age group or well, I guess high school and upper middle school is, is there, would there be any possible liability problems if a student is sharing things that, you know, are, I don't know, very questionable. And if a teacher is following them and they see that, you know, what kind of responsibilities is there for them to follow up on things? Well, yeah, that happened with me because I, in my last school, I had a Facebook page for my uh, last school as a principal at, and I got a really, really concerning message from a student at one o'clock in the morning saying he wanted to cause some damage to himself. So I was up until three o'clock dealing with that, right? So in one sense, I'm so glad that I was accessible because he had no one else or the school mm-hmm. was accessible. But one part of that, like, there's some boundaries we have to set up to, so I'm, I'm not on 24/7. That I have a family, I need to go home, I need to shut it off. So, yeah, I think that's exactly that, that's a big part of it. Is if if something comes up, I think it's it's your you have some due diligence to deal. If something shows up that you don't like or is not cool or some help harm could happen, or I think you're, you're responsible. Yeah, I've had um, that same experience, Andy. That. I had somebody that was indicating suicidal thoughts online. And like you, I followed up with it. And uh, it was important that I did. But the other one that I had was with the university student who posted something that I felt was questionable. And that sent me through a huge ethical uh, debate about whether or not I should call him out on it. Um, whether or not I should bring it here because it was a university student. And that it set off like a, I decided that I needed to act on it, that, you know, if I saw it in person, that I would act on it. And so then if I saw it on social media, I should also act on it. But it was a big emotional issue for all of us then. Yeah, that was that it, it really made me question whether I wanted to be have students as my mm-hmm. friends. That mm-hmm. was I'd sort of forgotten about that. But yeah. yeah and then there's a, what happens if a kid emails, right, and sends you a direct message saying, I want to do this. Are you responsible? To do? Like that's the whole the accessibility piece is, is how do you turn it off? How do you get away? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really up on current Manitoba Teacher Society um guidance on this issue are you andy familiar with what i know they have yeah, a brochure about that guidance is don't don't friend your students generally the message we share with teachers hmm. if it's a personal thing if it's a personal private account that you use mm-hmm. to share your own life i wouldn't recommend that for sure hmm. 
But, I have some former students that I allow into my online world life, um, but they're I'm old, so like they're 30, 25, 30 years old. Now, right? so <laughs> I'm not too worried about that. There's they're adults, so yeah. I do let mm-hmm. some of those ones in, but generally no, especially my private ones. Just one last question. Thinking about that sort of public account that you've set up just to kind of tell your story to the people in your community, have you seen yeah. any benefits or has anyone given you any feedback about doing that? Is that something you'd recommend? Uh, just totally, it's, I think it's a, a totally personal thing. If you're comfortable sharing that stuff, do it. I'm super careful what I post out there. My personal private one def- has some similarities what I put in the public one, but I'm certainly more careful of what the audience is with my public one because it's easy to send the wrong message even that's not intended, but it you know, gets out there and you're having some hard conversations that you don't need to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing, if I sure. maybe I'll because I know that Andy, you use a lot of uh, our social media for your school as a school mm-hmm. account, and I wonder if you just take a minute to comment on that piece of it, as opposed to personal, but as a school presence. Yeah, school. It's just it's breaking down the walls a little bit to our school because I mean the typical question when a parent asks, "What did you do at school today?" Typical response from a lot of kids is nothing. Well. We do stuff every day at school. Um, so I think it's important for give parents reason to ask really good questions. So if they see, I try and post one thing from every grade level every day in our school. Wow. So if a parent sees a great the post about the grade fives doing number line, the parents can ask me, parents can ask the child, what what's this number line thing you're doing in math? And then just ask a better question to get, it extends the learning from home to home without having to send homework home, because I'm not a big homework, it's a whole different conversation, right? But um, <laughs> it just opens up what we're doing in school, and the parents can ask good questions based on what they see on Instagram, or we'll share a letter that we've sent home in a backpack, say, look for this letter in the backpack, but just that accountability piece for kids that they know that the information's going home. Mm. And we do stuff every day. Well, that's great. Any final thoughts from anyone? No, I think that's good. Yeah. 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 No, very interesting. Teachers do it. I I encourage a lot of teachers here to get on it. And I get nothing but positive feedback from parents saying, I love seeing what my kids do in school every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Andy and Mike and Jackie. Michelle. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Research Connections podcast. You can visit our website for links to everything that was mentioned in the episode. And for more Research Connections content at www.brandonu.ca slash bu-cares. Be sure to rate and subscribe so you can stay up to date with current research that impacts your community. Thank you.